welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. We love a link tree because it's got all the ways you can help support Block Talk. Visit linktree.com slash michaelblocktalk to click on the links. We've got a link for Redbubble where you can purchase all of your Block Talk merchandise from t-shirts to mugs to hoodies to totes available in a variety of styles. Another link has all the platforms you can listen to the podcast, plus links to PayPal and buy me a coffee should you feel the desire to hit tip a host. And as always, follow me on Instagram at michaelblocktalk, on TikTok at michaelblocktalk, on Twitter at blocktalknyc, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Make Drag Race long again. We've experienced what Drag Race looks like with less time and giant casts. And well, the kids are not happy. Somehow the show shoved three infomercials, a runway critiques, and all the usual fodder into 44 minutes. And well, it was nothing short of a highlight reel. But fret not, we will discuss it all. It's time to talk all things Drag Race 15. And join me as someone who serves to you full every time. Gigi Cotina, how are you? Hi, how are you? I'm doing good. Um, I agree with you. We do need to make Drag Race fun again. <laughs> I, I mean, listen, as someone who watches a like lot that. of Drag Race, I don't need to cut, uh, it, cut it out. Like, give me the full show and I'm happy. Um, this is like hit clip. <laughs> it was really, it's, it's, it's weird. It's awkward. Um, these, these real friends of WeHo better be like the most amazing friends in the history of the world. <laughs> and they're not even from WeHo. They're not even from WeHo. Brad's a fucking Canadian. Um, yeah, I I just next week when it airs, we can all bitch about it and we can be like we told you. But right oh, now, it I, I think it airs next week officially. Okay, work. <laughs> um, I I feel like for now we just need to tell everyone at Viacom and MTV, go back, give us the full yeah. show. Um, I've already been told, sources say, um, World of Wonder was not happy with this. They were not on board with this. They were screaming at MTV. So, um, well, I heard that they like kind of just like told them after the fact. Oh, literally. Like, literally, that's what happened. Like, I, I don't get it. I mean, I, I understand why it's important to be on television. But at the same time, I'd rather have it on Paramount Plus. I'll watch it so I don't have any interruptions. Very that. That or like put the, the Friends of WeHo on like Bravo. Is that all the, the, don't the put it stuff? on. We don't mm-hmm. want it. The gays Literally. don't want it. We live it. <laughs> Literally. Because, uh, girl, you know if it does work out, we're going to get real friends of uh, Hell's Kitchen. And... Oh, my God. That's going to be a mess. Mm-hmm. It's be mm-hmm. parties, blackouts, backroom. <laughs> yeah. Um, the queue never looks so bad. Um, <laughs> we <laughs> are going to talk about Drag Race in a second. But first, uh, friends, I'm back from DragCon. It was a lot of fun. Um, please follow along on my Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on my TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, um, and download the podcast so you get ready for all the interviews. But I, I did very well. I, I got 72 interviews. Well, it looked good. It looked like, it looked like a fun time. Like, a lot of the girls were there too, right? It was over 150 queens. There were a lot of queens that I could have interviewed, but we didn't get to because we wanted to like make sure we had enough time for like the big names, which I didn't get all of them. It's fine. I get it. Um, Who was your favorite? I mean, I ended the a whole weekend with Lawrence Cheney, and I was very happy with that one because I didn't I get, get to talk to Lawrence in LA, so I was happy about that. 
Um, but I think my absolute favorite is Precious Paul and Nicole, the winner of Drag Race Philippines. Okay, well, I haven't watched that. <laughs> she is so sweet. She was very, very kind. So overall, I, as a fan of all the international franchises, this was a victory for me. It was a good, good, good weekend. Yeah. Were they all, they were probably mostly like international and then like season 15, right? Um, we, we had a bunch of 14 girls. We had a couple 12 girls. Um, 12, 13, 13, 12. I don't know. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't American. know. Um, both 12 and 13, maybe. Um, yeah. I can't remember anything. Uh, then we, yeah, we had all the international franchises. At least one person representing every franchise was present, even Thailand. What? Oh, Pangina. Pangina and Jeannie was there as well. Jeannie always goes okay. everywhere. Um, I've yet to interview her because I did not watch that show, so I don't know what to ask. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, so friends, I watch it it's, it's a lot. It is a lot. It's a lot. I, All right. Now, oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Do you like to launch like your own Drag Race channel? Drag Race Universe on Vizia, yeah. I think it is. Uh, no one knows I'm what Vizia like. is, but apparently we're going to learn. Yeah. <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing. Uh, all right. Before we begin, I'm going to give the disclaimer because, listen, there are a lot of people on the internet who are very mean, um, not toward me, but I'm just giving a disclaimer. I am. I, I, I got my press pass, so y'all can yell at me, but I got a press pass, so I, I'm allowed to say what I say. But as always, I must leave a disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We are discussing reality t- TV show characters as presented to us through reality television production. We are shown what the editing of a television show wants us to see. We react to what is presented. Yes, these are real people that have been given the opportunity to go on television to share their craft, but they have also put themselves in a position to be discussed. What is said on the podcast is for entertainment to discuss a reality television show. It's out there. Now let's bully some bitches now. <laughs> <laughs> literally no we're, we're going to talk about it because um the editing really really they they screwed a couple people over this week half the cast wasn't even on this on this episode there i think uh, there there is an instagram account that like tracks the um amount of confessionals each queen gets i think three people had zero this week oh my god yeah like or which happens i get it but um yeah. Yeah, this felt weird. There was a time where we had 44 minute episodes. I get it. I know what it feels like, but that also was a different time of the show. We didn't have the international franchises all being 60 plus minutes. We 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 had more time to know the queens because there were less cast members. Yeah, hold on. Um this felt weird. Yeah, it just felt really quick. Mm-hmm. Like literally, we were halfway through the episode, we were already on the main main stage. Yeah, literally. It was wild. <laughs> all right, we'll, we'll notate it all as we go through it, but dramatic music plays after the first elimination of season 15. Shit just got real. Who's next? Now, Irene's message states that she left a poop in one of their stations. Is it Amethyst? Is it Lux on her 40-inch wig? Have we gotten a tape measure yet? <laughs> it was not 40 inches, Mama. It was not 40 inches. Um, whoever told 40. her it was 40 inches. Lied to her. Lied. <laughs> lied that's the well. mystery of the year i want to know who it was right it was probably off amazon <laughs> right so we're gonna to head to the couches and because we are in a truncated situation we are just gonna cut the character building moments because we don't need to know um everything but we're gonna find out um a little more about robin and amethyst have we just departed and entered the world of dragula titans 
I do not need to know about the love in the club. I do not care. Right? But it's a back, it's a dark background for a reason. <laughs> Why is this the plot line? We're focusing on of all the characters on this show. Why this one? We haven't had a love story. <laughs> is is it even a love story? No, we don't have those in the good community. No, no, the <laughs> love doesn't exist. Um. Well, in Untucked, Robin revealed that they dated for a short time. Now she says it was a mutual breakup because Amethyst can't text for shit, and Robin is booked less and busy. Amethyst will say that it was her decision to not pursue things further, and Robin says that the time, the right, that right now that chapter is closed. Is that a sign to come? I sure hope not. Uh, also, Robin, call me. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, she's cute. She's very cute. She's really cute. We we get a gig together like twice. She's a good time. She's really fun. Yeah. Um, I, I have I like again. I have a feeling that the only reason we have this in the edit is because it's going to impact something else later on the season. Yeah. Otherwise, this is okay, literally just water. Yeah. Well, after couples therapy, it's time to chat with Lucy, who was worried about going home. She will admit that it was hard to hear that she was underwhelming. She's ready to go forward and prove them wrong, though she's not bitter, though I think she is a little bitter, a little bit. She was crying. <laughs> yeah. Lucy agrees that Anitra should have won the talent show. She disagrees that she was at the bottom. She's angry and embarrassed, and Lucy's pissed off, and when she's pissed, she works harder. Watch out, bitches. And before we go to the opening credits, let's watch Amethyst help Robin out of her drag. Is this available on the Drag Race OnlyFans? I think it's going to be available on the Drag, uh, drag Race Universe. <laughs> oh my God, could you imagine? I'm shocked that Drag Race hasn't entered the OnlyFans world yet. I mean, I know like certain queens uh, have. Yeah. But like the production. Well, they can't because it's like all part of why they come to MTV. So I think there's like good balance for that. Listen, I mean, put put all of that like extra stuff on OnlyFans. I'm sure the gays would buy it. That's true. It would. <laughs> um, so one thing that I noted in this section is we have no like congratulations to the winner in this segment. It was just short and sweet and it was it was uncomfortable. Like Anitra got no uh, praise. Yeah. Also, she she's a trade of the season. It's not Aurora. Aurora her name is. Not Aura. Ooh, uh-huh. you like Anitra. I mean, she does it for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. <laughs> um, it is a new day, and the queens, <laughs> right? The queens walk in as they walk that fucking duck called Anitra. Um, it's officially our first meme of the season. And um, how many queens do you think have made a mix about walking that fucking duck already? I'm pretty sure I'm gonna see it all this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a new day in the workroom, and the queen who got to say it is Princess Poppy. She is excited that she survived the first elimination, and that, my friends, is called the kiss of death line. Mm-hmm. If they get it in the edit, you know they're going home or something bad's going to happen. Now, because we're condensing the episode, there's absolutely no time for table chat. No alarm, no mail. Rue is walking through the door. This is not my drag race. There was no mini challenge either. Nothing. Yeah, they just went straight to it. And I was like, what the fuck? Now, Rue will let them know that in America, three quarters of adults believe in heaven. But what does that heaven look like? It's anybody's guess. For this week's Maxi Challenge, they have to sell their vision of the afterlife or the queer after. They will work in three teams where they have to come up with every devilish detail and sell it in divinely inspired infomercial. Now, Sugar says that this challenge is up her alley as she knows a thing or two about how to make a viral video. And that, my friends, is what we call foreshadowing. 
Yeah, right? I was like, girl, this is going to be her thing. It's like her and her twin. She's going to play TikTok. Like, this is what they do. What, what is your take on um, the TikTok twins? I didn't like them at first because I hate their voices <laughs> and, and their TikTok videos. But they're warming up to me. Like, I see that they're in on the joke. Yeah, they, they are definitely understanding <clears throat> that they're part of the humor here. Yeah. Um, as one of my friends said, they're very pretty to look at. That's why they made duct tape. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Like the first episode, I was like, all right, I'm not going to like them. But then after like, like I saw the, what was it, Sugar Salad? I was like, this is cute. And like mm-hmm. now like, I'm kind of warming up to them a little bit. Yeah. Now, as the winner of the Maxi Challenge, Anitra will get to choose team number one. As the winner of the Lip Sync, Amethyst will choose team number two. And then whoever is not picked will form team number three. All right, let, let's go through the teams. First, we have Anitra uh-huh. selecting Lux a Million, a.k.a. Lux, Sasha, Selena, and Marsha. And as she walks over, Rue will say that maybe Anitra can loan her some false eyelashes. Which, to me, was a gag. <laughs> is this going to be a thing? Um, if the judges are so anti her drag aesthetic, why do they cast her? That's what I'm saying. And also, like, last week when RuPaul was like, you got away with it this week, but next week you got to put some makeup on. <laughs> It's it's fascinating. I mean, um, I obviously know Marsha. She's been on the podcast before. I'm sure you know Marsha as well. Um, this is just who she is. But like, why why are we making it a plot line if you don't like it? Like, give her another year. Give her the feedback. Say, hey, we want you to improve your makeup. Then we'll cast you like a future season. I just don't get it. Well, have you seen her now? Like she's wearing makeup now. She wears makeup. She's wearing lashes. Now I don't. I, I'm, it'll be curious to see if it happened on the show or after the show, but we'll find out soon. No spoilers here. Yeah. Amethyst picks Lucy, Aura, Spice, and Princess Poppy, and as she walks over, she calls the others losers. And Rue says those words may haunt her once again. That's what we call foreshadowing. When she said that, I was like, "Oh, honey!" I was like, "It was probably in the fucking cards already that she was like, this you're gonna go home this episode." Literally. Like now, do you know? Do you know Poppy from New York? I don't. I don't know anyone from this cast except the character. So I know I, I know Poppy very well. She she was one of my OGs. Um, back in the boots and saddle days, I produced a Friday night show with her and two other queens. Okay. So she she's one of my like actual babies. This was a hard episode. It was very hard. Aww. Um, we have our leftovers. Mistress Irene Brooks. Malaysia, Jax, Robin, and Sugar. How do you feel about these teams being broken down the way they are? And do you like this new twist of how we pick the teams? I mean, certainly with the drama. It, it was good that it was just like you got to pick this team right off the bat. Because usually yeah. it's like back and forth, right? Yeah, which I, again, I appreciate changing things up and makes it spicy. Um, but this just felt like cruel. This just felt cruel and it felt really rough. <laughs> <laughs> everything in this episode felt rushed. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird, but I do like the last team. I love, I love uh, Mistress a lot. I like Anisha. Mm-hmm. I would have had Tasha Colby on my team and maybe like Lucy Laguta and one yeah. of the twins. Spike maybe. That's, a dark, yeah. that's like the dark one, right? <laughs> yes, that's the, yeah. the, the uh, dark mode spice. Yeah. Um, now the three teams are going to head to the table start brainstorming, and the leftovers have decided that they are not leftovers. So what does that make them? Unwanted? Good. What's worse? <laughs> Come on, girls. Which pick one? Yeah. It's, at least Leftovers was a good TV show. Yeah. 
<laughs> I also like that that was like their team name. Literally, ruined production was like, no, you're called the leftovers. Get used to it. Yeah. Anitra will tell her team that she picked them because she wanted to have fun and they would all have fun together. Marsha will smartly say that because they have Sasha Colby, she needs to be God. God is a woman, but she's also a drag queen. And God is trans. Yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, they had to make her God. Like, there's, there's no other option. Right. It was good. I like that. Also, this whole challenge is so random. It was so random. It made no sense to anything. Right. <laughs> now, Sasha says it's a double-edged sword when people are expecting a lot from you, but she loves a good challenge, and her brain was crazed, has crazy shit in it. Now, Lucy will pose to her team that what would queer people think would be in heaven? Well, according to Poppy, she says, get your wings and a BBL, a.k.a. a Brazilian butt lift. She would say that. That's, that tracks. Um, yeah. Have you ever had a BBL? Um, I haven't had a BBL, but I've had a BB something. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, okay, okay. Uh-huh, Yeah. <laughs> Now, Lucy was trying to guide her team toward gay icons like Dolly Parton, as she can do Dolly Parton, and that would be funny if she was God. I mean, Lucy, I hate to break it to you, but it's not funny because it's true. Dolly Parton is God. There was, wasn't there like a Netflix show where like Dolly Parton was actually God? Probably. I just saw her on yeah. The View this morning. She literally is God. I, really? I love her. I love her She's so amazing. much. I like that she has an amazing part. <laughs> Screw Madonna's tour. Give me the fucking Dolly Parton farewell tour. Madonna could just like go away for like yeah. a year. <laughs> um, so what else do queers like? Well, Poppy says facials and anal bleaching on your halo. I mm-hmm. miss that bitch. <laughs> this sounds like the real the real friends of uh health kitchen. <laughs> literally. Oh my god, literally. Now, Spice is living for Poppy's ideas, but dear nerdy Amethyst and that heavy boy beat is not. She feels Poppy is just throwing out as much as she can. She doesn't think Lucy is coming out with brilliant stuff, so now Amethyst is intimidated. She doesn't want to mess it up. Amethyst, a very strange character for the show. A little bit. But she's like, she comes off like as a very new queen who like just like wants to like be a team player. But yeah. with drag queen, you just have to like throw yourself in there no matter what. Because right mean, now all they do is like throwing anything like to the wall mm-hmm. and like see what's sticking. So she she really does feel like it was a fan who was put onto the show as opposed to like oh my god here's a drag race queen. Half Not taking anything again, taking away anything from her, but just that first episode, some of that the first group, I was like, this does not feel like drag race. This this feels like we're just putting anyone on the show now. The first like half the cast feels like that. It feels like very very new queens versus like established queens yeah absolutely now over with the unwanted leftovers mistress is telling her team to think of gay icons and gay lingo so sugar starts and says imagine if it was like the hungover bitches what homosexual wants to be hungover um she's then going to start trying to reference the real housewives of atlanta and mistress will try to gear her back to sticking with queer as her mind is going too crazy Mistress will start saying that they could look like icons like Beyonce or Tina Turner, and Sugar is back to the hungover, fucked up look idea. Now, Sugar will continue with her cracked out Beyonce routine, which gets Jax feeling a certain way and has Sugar move to the end of the table, so she stops shoving in her two cents. Now, we all know the internet is a crazy, crazy place. And I say roll the tapes. Kids, Jax did not shove her or put her hands on her. In fact, I bet the producers told her to do it. Stop attacking Jax for a moment. 
that didn't happen. It's fandom. It's crazy. I cannot. I feel like she grabbed her chair and she was like, here, you go over there. Which is fine. Grab the chair, but she didn't put her hands on the girl. Which can be either way. I'm just like, girl, if I was like moved like that, I would have been like, I'm sitting right here, baby. You know, again, I know Jax very well. I mean, I know okay. Jax's inten- intensity. I saw Jax in there. She's yeah. not that girl. She's not going to move her unless someone like prompts her to do that. I'm not saying these people are horrible. I'm just saying, like, you know, when you're in competition, it's like. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, what, I guess what I'm trying to allude to is it was yeah. 44 minutes long of an episode. I think we missed a couple of things. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like they were, I feel like Malaysia and, uh, not Malaysia, uh, what's her name? Mrs. and Sugar were like, uh, like planning like the whole thing. And Jazz was just like, all right, I'm over this conversation. Yeah. Let me talk now. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jax and the intense, intensity they're known for will whip the team into shape to let them know that they have to get through everything, write it all down to figure out the beginning, middle, and end, what they're doing, point, and finalize it on the sheet. Mistress will say that she will let Jax take over as it, it is what it is, and she can see where it is going. Um, crazy to think that Mistress is basically like the same age as Jax, but she seems so much wiser. Yeah, well, she's like she's brought up with like older things. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, listen, they do it different in Texas than we do in New York. In New York, we only have Shaquita. That's the only <laughs> <laughs> older or. <laughs> ancient vintage well she was a mummy for halloween and we were texting and she was like oh, i want to be a mummy for halloween i was like it's gonna be the mummy return the mummy i'm like what <laughs> at some point we just have to enshrine shaquita at a museum yeah <laughs> all right now sugar was going to try to throw out an idea and you can see the utter sadness and defeat in her face when she's essentially told to say nothing and i say child Come to me. I have a shoulder you can cry on. Right. Listen, friends, we know what I like. This season it's trade versus twinks, and I will take all the twinks. And I will take all the trades. Yeah. There, <laughs> see? Perfect, perfect. I'll just take Anitra. That's all I want. All right. I'm listen, <laughs> listen. I'm sure if you said, hey, Anitra, call me, she would call you. I agree. <laughs> um, I'm like, no, I have sugar. a desk. You want to walk in? Uh-huh. Now, Sugar shares that being separated from Spice is hard as she needs her emotional support brat stall as Spice would never make her feel overlooked like the team just did. She didn't expect to feel like an outsider. Now, we're going to jump over to Spice's team where Lucy will point out Sugar's face is not looking happy. I mean, to prove the point that producers probably interfere with things, if you're really focused on the task at hand, there's no reason that Lucy should be noting Sugar's face. Just an observation. There's my two cents. Yeah, probably like the producers are like, hey, look, look over there. <laughs> Literally, it's not like a Jada look over there. It's producers are like, hey, look over there. She's not feeling good. <laughs> now you're gonna talk about it. Yeah. Listen, I'm not a story producer, but I think I could probably be a good story producer for the show. Okay. Also, like I heard, they only had like an hour to do like this whole like challenge to just to write it. Probably. I mean, I I don't know how you are with group projects in school, but. No, no, no. I need time. I need to process. I need to get my team to realize. Yeah. An hour? I mean, no, like, no, no. I can move pretty quick, like, but as long as like, we're all like, on the same. On the same yeah, and, and it's interesting, and we'll get to it later on when we get to um, the mirror moments, um, but it's a very specific kind of challenge. I'm not a religious person whatsoever. Um, the, the term heaven 
is 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 a word that makes me feel not not necessarily uncomfortable it's not it's not my kind of thing so this this was a very interesting challenge as you mentioned before it's like it's random because it's not something we like in the queer community like celebrate i don't know Mm -hmm. it was a weird 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 challenge you know what's funny the last podcast that we did we like did mention religion Mm -hmm. and we were like um I was like, oh, I think religion is a cult. So the fact that we're uh, reviewing this episode right now is really funny to me. <laughs> Listen, I guess every single time there's something religious-based, you're going to be on the podcast. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, but um, yeah, like like a heaven, like maybe like a paradise, I guess would right. be a better word. I, I, yes, let's go with that one. I, I like paradise. That being said, yeah. I went to heaven in um, London, the biggest gay uh-huh. club in all of Europe. Cool place. There's nothing... Yeah. Nothing like it in the U.S. That's like what uh, didn't like Adele went to go there. Recently? Yeah, that's where all the like the big names do their events and everything. Um, yeah, listen, that, for me, G-A-Y uh-huh. uh, yeah, it's a ta- it, it's part of GAY. So like they have the, the okay. bar, and then you go walk over to the club. Uh, for me, I was living. If you play me some Bohemian Rhapsody and some ABBA, that's the party I want to go to. That we don't do that. Clubs here, no way. If I ask for ABBA, the DJs would be like, "Get out of here!" They need a bunch of pieces for that. That's it's true. That's true. Um, the, okay, Hell's Kitchen bars. If I asked for it, they would be like, "Hell no." Uh, that's like right. a Tuesday night. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, let's head to set where we have no subtle montage of the set or anything. It's go time. We are going to have our first team just meet with Michelle. Um, it's team leftovers and they are putting on their game faces and smiling through it. Michelle has them set up their first scene, which is Malaysia leading through what the drag hagatory is. It's time to get the bar set up with the boys and Jax is trying to explain it to Michelle and the others are just talking amongst themselves about what they're going to do. And Michelle under her breath is just not having it. She knows this could be a fail. And um, yeah, when your director is not feeling it, it's not going to go well. I just like, so she was like, so where's the bar? I'm like, you're in a green screen. literally literally that's one thing that i would love love one day to like talk with someone who does the production element of drag race to learn how the queens get to interact with production because obviously they have all these brilliant ideas and then you see the green screen and it fits what their vision is like how do they get to communicate that like those are the things that i find interesting i know most of the gen z um drag race fans wouldn't give a shit that's what I love. Yeah. It's like the behind the scenes. Well, they probably have like a storyboard that they have to do. Yeah. And then, um, you know. And I, and I wonder if like the, the production gets to Photoshop however they want to do it or if the queens get input on it. So it's little things that can make or break yeah. the scene. Um, for a I second. I like how Michelle. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I just like how Michelle like doesn't really direct. She just like fully judges. Not anymore because there's no time <laughs> on the edit to direct. Oh, God um all right so the scene starts and it's a little bit messy as literally no one is improvising sugar is literally carrying the scene which is not a sentence i ever would have expected to say it was when she was like wait so you guys are arguing with me and you guys are not prepared she's like hold my coat she's like let me do this Mm -hmm. (laughs) now michelle will cut them off as it's only a three-minute commercial and jacks knows the scene is not coming across and they're in deep water and that's it that's all we get we're moving along. I bet Jack, I bet Jack Blue hold Tucker too at that point. She's like, well, oh, why did take over? Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, so usually we get like a lot, many, many scenes for each team. No, no. One and done. This is all we're getting. It's for like 30 seconds. <laughs> mm-hmm. And 
Next up is Team Nature coming in and it's time to tell Michelle their vision. They will take her through all the amenities the afterlife has to offer, but Marsha does not want to give them give away too much. And that is how you edit the show to get us straight through to the main stage. Yeah. <laughs> now, when the scene starts, like, we watch... Give... Yeah, go ahead. I'm like, you don't want to give away too much. I'm like, give us something. you're making the thing right now. You have to give it away, you know? Right. Now, when the scene starts, we watch Selena arriving in heaven, but Sasha blanks on her line. She will tell us that you may think you'll be great at the challenge on the show, but once you're there, the nerves kick in. Um, we love a little vulnerability from Mother Colby. But she has to give it, you know. <laughs> she is a god. Now, we get a second take. And Michelle wants Sasha to do it better. Sasha is a perfectionist and wants to die when she gets the note. She feels maybe everyone can tell that maybe she's not God. Isn't God a DJ? <laughs> Pink, what great music from the early 2000s. Anyway, that's it. That's all we're getting for this team. We're moving straight to our final team. Yep. Now, Princess Poppy is excited to be directed by Michelle so she can see if her jokes are funny and Michelle enjoys her humor. And I can't wait to see how that turns out. Um, again, knowing the girl, I know what her humor is. Um, I knew Drag Race was going to potentially be a struggle for her. And clearly, it feels like she has a good, like, in person humor. She honestly is one of the funniest drag queens I've ever watched. Like, some of the mixes yeah. she would do. I, I where where does where does she come from? where does it come from? I feel like um, I would like her if I saw performances like in person. I think everyone will. I think this show did not showcase her art the way it should be. Yeah. Anyway, first off, Aura is wearing Poppy's "I'm homophobic" dress. I clocked it. Is it so hers or was? Yeah, that was the dress. But it didn't have the words in it. Right. So did Aura have the same dress and bring it to Drag Race? Just like flip it inside out. Maybe. The scene starts, and the joke of the bit is a drag brunch and having a mimosa and a mimosa. And Michelle's not buying it. Neither am I. I don't have a mimosa and a mimosa. That's weird. I just want a mimosa. Yeah, literally. Just give me a mimosa. Are you in paradise? Now, we will watch the unfunny comedic timings of Amethyst, who cannot understand that comedy is in threes and the variety is spice of life. We're going to have Lucy doing this amazing Dolly voice over. And Amethyst is not understanding how to make popping out from behind work. We'll get to it when we get through the bit, but there's a way to have made that funny. She just did not know how to do it. It was not clicking. I'm like, you just gotta go in, out, in, that out. That's it. Literally. <laughs> now, Lucy is not cool with the fact yeah, that if Amethyst can't get it right, they will have to cut her joke. They try it again. It's still just not funny. Listen, right, left, gag come on girl you had both uh-huh. sides of the boy to go pop out of that's how you do it um you know what it was she was saying bruno right in the day so that she was probably very very like, she was distracted uh-huh <laughs> now listen when you failed your lip sync and it because it wasn't funny and this wasn't funny maybe it's time to reconsider being called a comedy yeah also i just did a show with cherry, with cherry poppins and i was just like <laughs> I can't unsee it. I can't unsee it. Yeah. The comedy is the same. The face is the same. Mm-hmm. But Cherry Poppins is funny. All right. It is elimination day and someone is going to heaven and someone is going to hell. And no, that is not code for Dragula. Uh, the judges. 
are about to watch the infomercials and Selena is excited by her group. She thinks they did well. Spice will obviously ask Sugar how her group did and she shares that they were too serious and she just wanted to shake them. Sugar is used to working with Spice as they can just throw stuff against the wall and try it. They have the same sense of humor and energy. They're each other's favorite person to work with. I mean, listen, if it brings in the coins, you work together. Yeah. And obviously they're doing very well at TikTok of the career. Mm-hmm. Now Sugar <laughs> will tell us that she was throwing jokes at her group, but they were not picking up what she was tossing. And we're going to have a little bit of a moment of emotion for Sugar as she shares that she's not good at standing up for herself. Spice tells her just how she would stand up for her is how she should stand up for herself too. What's a good advice? It is, but were these bits? Were these bits again? Uh-huh. I can't can't question. I can't not question it anymore. You know. Uh huh. I I feel that was genuine. I didn't feel like a bit. They weren't in the voice. <laughs> right, and I think that's the difference here. I think you nailed it. Is uh-huh. you can tell when they're on, and you can tell when they're actually their boy self. It's the voice. That voice. <laughs> I mean, listen, maybe it's a good thing they don't host hour-long shows because I don't think anyone could sit through it. God, that's too much. <laughs> <laughs> and there's two of them. Literally, too much. Like, I, no. Jennifer Cool has got it down. She has a good whispery voice, but these two are not it. <laughs> no, no. Now, Laura will ask Jax, who hasn't even started her face yet, about how she felt about her group. And she shares that it was a lot of big personalities and she had to write the entire outline and script. Poppy will ask if she personally felt like she did a good job, and Jax believes she did, but her role was physical rather than vocal. Okay, we'll get to see that and see what that when, actually means. When she was like, do you think you did a good job? I was like, that was a read. <laughs> yeah, literally it was a read. Um, now, here's, here's again the thing that I miss. I know Poppy and Jax, and I know they know each other very well. Like the very yeah. first Poppy poster image that she ever used for drag was shot by Jax. Oh, wow. We were denied this interaction between the two of them all season long. We did, yeah. if you go back to when everyone was like coming and meeting each other after the two sides meet, uh, the two of them are the ones who go to each other first. I want to oh, yeah. know what they said. I want to know. Give me the edited clip. Give me it. Um, I'll pay like $5, World of Wonder. Give me it. Let me have it. Uh, you know that I can't release any of that until like years later. Literally. Now, <laughs> Cut to Sugar's confessional, who says she couldn't tell you Jax's character. She was more focusing on yelling at everyone than focusing on how to make her character interesting. And that is a read. Yep. (laughs) The discussion will turn to religion as this challenge was slightly revolving around it. We will learn that Malaysia identifies as Christian and Baptist. She grew up in the choir and then she had to battle her attraction to guys. She started to pray on it as she grew up being told that being gay was a sin. She didn't know why God would make her feel like that if it was not right. She starts to cry as she reveals that she was putting pressure on herself and looked upon as a hypocrite as someone who grew up in a church and was so scared that she would be shunned. She tells mistress that her family accepted her with open arms and didn't look at her differently. She is blessed. Her mom encourages her and makes her feel good. That's the only validation she cares for. She just wants to make her proud. And I was like, all right, this is, this is a good positive story. I mean, there definitely are people out there in the queer community who are religious. And this is a positive story to hear about because it's not always positive. Yeah. And now speaking of not positive, mistress identifies with Malaysia, but her parents were not as accepting. They had built in homophobia due to their religion. 
Her mother told her that if she was gay, she was going to hell and that all gay people get AIDS and die. She wanted her to hide who she was. She tells the story of how her mom found her drag, scattered it on the table and said that wasn't going to have any of that gay shit as it is against what God wants. That was her cue to go. She will share that as a teenager, as a gay person, you're getting it from all ends and not being around your family. She says that for your family to be your first bully is a lot to handle. And when she was 17, she cut off all contact with her family and was homeless as she figured out life for herself. She found drag and went from gig to gig and supported herself. Um, that was a really interesting tale to hear. Um, obviously, it's not that easy for everybody. Because um, like, I hope there are people out there who do have a similar situation. He thinks, oh my God, I'm going to start dragging. I'm going to get rich fast. Not going to happen. Well, that was literally like, hey, her story kind of kind of like my story too. Because like, uh, like my parents were like religious. To me, I just like used to go to church just to be like, oh, right, this is something that we do on Sunday. But to me, I'm just like, we're literally doing the same story every year. I'm like, what's the point of this? <laughs> and yeah, for it, me, I was, I'll, go ahead. No, no, I think that's that's the that's oh. the problem with so much drag with and in all these franchises, you are having the similar stories, which I guess yeah. in a way it's like, yeah, it is universal to the queer community, but um we gotta have new stories to tell in the drag race. Oh no, I'm saying like going to church. There's like you like reading the Bible and it's like the same book every year. <laughs> oh gotcha, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um but then like for me too, like I was always just like myself, and I was like, oh, I want to try to get drag stuff so i was ordering like stuff for the house and then my mom was just like what is this i'm just like steal <laughs> yeah and then eventually, it be you know so much easier to if you had the same foot size right <laughs> well that was the problem probably because i'm a i'm an 11 season of eight so <laughs> yeah a little different that wouldn't work for you yeah <laughs> but, now yeah. i want to point out the weird editing once again somehow in the middle of this discussion between Mistress and um, Malaysia, all of a sudden there's Sasha, Amethyst, and Marsha standing right there. Mm-hmm. What did you cut out? What's missing from this edit? <laughs> they probably gave like their two cents about religion too, but then they were like, all right, it's not that interesting. <laughs> That's as a story editor and consistency editor, you got to figure that out. And when you watch it back, you're like, okay, someone's going to clock it. Nine times out of 10, it's going to be me that's clocking it. Uh, yeah. Very interesting. Um, also, Amethyst is very short. It, she looks like she a little really kid. Short. Yeah. Her and Jax. Well, ja- like we all man. know Jax is what, 5'3, five, 5'2? Five, very, very tiny. Oh my God. I just, yeah. I just can't wait to have Jax stand next to Georges one day. <laughs> I actually met Georges um, a couple of years ago, like at the first Red Con um, in mm-hmm. LA. I was like, going through like all my pictures yesterday. I found a picture of her. She was like, I was like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. She was in heels and standing next to me when I finally got to meet her. I was so excited. Uh, yeah, yeah. She's up to my shoulder. I was like, wow, I feel tall for once. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I will say that right now, DragCon is illuminating. Some of these queens are short. Some of they what? There were, some of these queens are short. Oh, yeah. Even in heels. I was like, wow. Okay. Yeah. A lot of, it's a lot of the Spanish queens. I will say that one. I was like, oh my God, Sagittaria, you're really tiny and really thin, which Wait, is really? not fair. She looks so tall. Mm-mm. She was about my oh, height oh. in heels, and I'm 5'9. Oh, wow. Crazy. Wow. That is it. <laughs> All right. Malaysia says that one benefit from the situation is gaining a new family and creating their own community. They get back to get to become the people that have their back regardless 
Um, I wish my chosen family had my back, but um, I won't hold my breath. Um, they Ooh. can't even like my posts. Well, maybe it's how to save my family. Instagram, come on. It's just easy. Just double click. Maybe it's because of enemies. <laughs> also, my birthday is Friday, so family, you better be getting me some fun things. Yes, thank you. Happy almost birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we're not aging. I'm staying the age I am right now, and the number doesn't get older, but I'm still going to have a birthday. It's like Mariah Carey. She's like, I stopped counting at 17. Yeah, we're going to go with that one. I like that one. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, it, it is time to go to gay heaven. Can I get an amen? Okay, no. <laughs> we, hit the runway. <laughs> we hit the runway, and for once, Rue is doing the assigned runway. She is glistening in gold. I love this. More of this. Finally. Finally. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. It was not that hard to do because you always usually wear something metallic anyway. Uh, but <laughs> she fit the theme. She would have been safe. Right. She would have been safe. I feel like that's why she doesn't do the theme. Because she's scared like someone might look better than her. I bet yeah. she for- probably forgot what the theme was, sat there and be like, fuck. Yeah. Fired, so it's fired. Um, this week on the panel, we have Michelle Visage, official rotating judge T.S. Madison, and one of my favorite country superstars, Maren Morris. Were you familiar with the work of Maren Morris prior to her role here? Do you know the song, The Middle? No, I don't think so. Um, Maybe if you play it, like, I'll know it. Yeah, um, it, it, she's the featured artist on the song. So you probably, you, it was definitely, it was a dance song. People listen to it. Okay. Um, but I've known Erin Morris for a very long time. I, I like to think that I discovered her with her first song, My Church. So everything, mm-hmm. full circle, back to the religion. Well, back to church, yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're going to discuss the infomercials first, then move on to the runway. Sound good? Yeah. All right. Team Anitra. Um, let's be honest. It starts off with Sasha Colby as God, and the God is a woman lying, and it's all over for these hosts. Perfect casting. She had the right aura, and the moment she did that neck crack, the meme was made, and Rue was ready to give her the crown. <laughs> Very that. <laughs> Rue was just like, do it again, bitch. <laughs> I, we really have to realize, for future contestants, don't force memes, but if you can make a meme happen... You are golden. You will stay on this show for much longer than you may deserve to. If you get that RuPaul like gasping for air tackle, mm-hmm. you're good. <laughs> Literally. Now, I think Selena tried to be the ingenue in the scene. It didn't quite work out because that's not what her role is. Yeah. That being said, I died a local girl. One of the best lines. Very that. I love that. Oh, so funny. funny. <laughs> Um, so shady too. Selena's uh-huh. very interesting on this show. I can't tell if I like her or don't. Because yeah. like th- there I are like elements the- of her drag that I'm like, oh, but then I'm like, wait, you're good at narrating. She's good at narrating. She's a, she's a good comedy queen. Uh, I've, I've seen like a lot of her performances. She's a, uh, from California. But I think like her drag is too California. Just like New York drag is very New York. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah, I've been following her for a while. I don't know why I started following her. It's not, regardless, um, yeah. I'm intrigued to see what happens moving forward. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make a controversial comment here. <laughs> I think Lux and her accent wasn't funny. I found her to be the weakest in the group. What? I forgot she was in the episode. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how she became a top on this episode. I don't, I really don't get it. Yeah. 
It was very bland. Yeah, <laughs> but I love. Anisha, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I love that Lux found it in her heart to tell the judges that they were wrong about the amount of makeup Marsha's wearing, which was a very bold move. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's sisterhood, but also you you just told the judges they were wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, these young kids are going to sit by each other. Mm-hmm. Now, Anitra and the absolutely nothing and getting dollars for it, we know those Amazing. girls. We know those girls. I'm one of those girls. <laughs> <laughs> you said it, not me. My favorite thing is going out there in a full gown, standing in one spot, and just having come to me. Good. Literally. I mean, I, wa- uh, like to do that. I watched Silky perform a couple weeks ago, and she mm-hmm. did like a Whitney Houston medley. She literally stood at the edge of the stage, and people walked and gave her money. Mm-hmm. There's, like an, there's like an aura that like some queens like give off. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, like when you're that queen, especially like yeah. once the curtains open and all you get is like a gas. Yep. When I get that, I know I got them in my hand. <laughs> Classic surgery bit I thought was cute. Um, also, oh, if anyone would like to buy me Botox, I'm open to it. Same here. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone my entire life without Botox and I'm feeling it. I'm like, okay, I think I'm at that point. I met a dermatologist um, at the burn I just did, and she gave me all her information. She's like, just come to me whenever you want. I was like, baby, I'm coming. <laughs> there it is. I'm running. Um, the punchline of the joke being heaven is Palm Springs is a very local joke. And the fact that Rue wasn't gagging at it tells you that the writing was almost there. But again, mm-hmm. kind of going back to what you said about Selena, it was a very Los Angeles joke. Yeah. The International viewers are not going to get it. <laughs> Yeah, they're all, they're all going to the Tiffany Motel. Yeah. Um, overall, yeah. I think this was the best of the three. If it had a stronger ending, I think this would be like an acting challenge we'd probably watch on repeat, but almost there, almost there. Yeah. Team Amethyst. And here's what I said Amethyst is Sherry Poppins. That's all. I think Poppy did well. Her humor just didn't land with the judges. I think her humor is a little too crude. And I think that was the problem. Yeah. It, I feel like, uh, I, I guess I feel like her, her humor being a lot like Bianca and how mm-hmm. Bianca used to be, because now she's very soft too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like that for TV now is not going to go well. Especially on MTV. Let's be honest. You're on MTV now. There's a different kind of demographic. Yeah. You put this on it's, Logo. Oh, hell no. The exactly. are going to live for yeah. it. Exactly. Um, <laughs> we discussed earlier, Spice in that voice. Thank you, Next. Uh, too much. Too much for me. Yeah. The anal bleaching on your halo was funny simply because of the sound effect in me. With the, oh, that was funny. <laughs> you did not find the joke funny, but like the whole bit was funny. When you're fully douche. <laughs> now, the facials bit was obviously too crude for this panel. Um, yeah. Justice for facials. It's just like justice for fart jokes. I'm like also like surprised that it was like too much for, for this panel. You got Michelle, Rue, and uh, Tia. Right. Right. All of which probably have a facial every night. Exactly. <laughs> I, understand, I understand if it was too much for the country girl, but... <laughs> right. Now... I personally think if anyone faded into the background in this challenge, it was Aura, who was literally in the background dancing. She didn't do anything. She wasn't in this episode. 
No. And Lucy honestly saved the sketch with her doll impersonation. Like that was good. Um, I, I know we already have an idea of who she's going to be doing for Snatch Game, but if she did this for Snatch Game, she probably would have won. Well, she has like I think like five illusions that she does. Yeah, she she she's very very good. Another one I've followed for a very very long time. Um, uh, I met her. Um, this is like before quarantine in Mount Vernon, actually. <laughs> I, I'm worried about her because she is fitting into that um, fifth place comedy queen spot where you have oh. like the names like Ms. Cracker, Ben Delacram, uh, Jackie Cox, that kind of character. They always end up in fifth place. If Lucy lands there, that's, it's the archetype. They're not good enough for the finale, but good enough to be a fan favorite. Like the girls who are funny, but then they get mad. <laughs> yeah, literally. It, it's a very interesting archetype we're playing with this. Yeah. Um, team leftovers. <laughs> the cinematic parallels of this sketch and then Team Anitra are wild. Both starting mm-hmm. off with depth drop. Yes, it's an easy joke, but wow, they did that too. Now, Sugar is playing a drag hag who loves the BLT community, which is funny because those people exist. Yep. <laughs> and I'm sure they were at your brunch this weekend. They were. <laughs> <laughs> um. Malaysia as the god figure quite didn't quite land for me. And I have an idea why, but I think it was because she was like wearing a t-shirt underneath the tunic. Like I didn't get it. It was it did, the look wasn't right. I think that's not. Yeah, it was, it, <laughs> she, she just didn't land for me. Um, the dig at James Charles, they did that. They really did that. That was funny. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of people, did Robin do anything in this sketch? Good. Look over there. And that was it. Literally. <laughs> um, so we're going to have this lip sync for your afterlife, and they're not lip syncing. Cute idea, but I wish they asked for a Rue song so they would have been cleared and then the bit would have worked. Like, make it the beginning. Um, if they did the beginning, the lyrics are literally, this is the beginning of the rest of your life, which is funny because they're dead. Yeah. That's actually, that's actually, yeah. Hire me, friends. I'm good at writing. Um, listen, I thought the drag Hagatory con bit was funny because those people do exist who mix up the queens. Here we had Malaysia Silky, Mistress as Eureka, which literally was stated to me many times last week and here. Uh, we have Jax as Shangela, who the two of them met the other night, which is crazy, and Robin yeah. as Jada. Um, I thought this was actually pretty funny. It's funny too, because like when like the class was like first announced and they would be like the new queens, I was just like Malaysia Silky. And um, when I first saw uh, Mistress, I was like, that's Eureka O'Hara. Literally, that is that deep down Texas Southern drag face. Mm-hmm. I think it was like the blonde hair too with uh, Mistress. Because it was exactly yeah. Eureka. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I think why they didn't like Jax in this bit was because she didn't commit to the shablam and rather took it as more of like another eye roll thing, which she was praised mm-hmm. for last week. I understand why she did it because that is who Jax is. But yeah. In an acting challenge, you got to diversify your portfolio a little bit. You got to show mm-hmm. layers and levels. I also felt like Sugar was like the star of like this whole skit. Oh, by far. Yeah. Overall, the concept had its ideas, but the execution was a bit messy. I mean, the way that after the scene was shown and Michelle is literally just adjusting her jet glasses and not even clapping, you think the entire team was in peril. Uh, why yeah. weren't they? I honestly don't know. We'll get to it shortly, but um, not the best acting challenge overall. 
But I think how just were man. Even I like after like watching them, I was just like, I don't, I don't even know who they're gonna. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Wasn't it uh, an interesting one? No team really won, but I guess with Sasha winning the week, she, I guess that team wins. Oh yeah, they were getting the game. I don't know. I feel I like know. it was either Sasha or Sugar could have got it. I think it. Oh my god, could you imagine if they gave it to Sugar? Drama. I mean, it, it, yeah. That would have been a gag. I like Foster, but I feel like that whole neck crack was like, man, too. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're going to move to the runway. Category is Metallica. And on the runway, we will play Shiny or Rusty. Now, before we begin, I want to know what you <laughs> would have done uh, for this runway. I, okay, um, what was it? I think it was Lady Gaga, like, reviewing, like, her Vogue, um, uh, her look. And she yeah, had, yeah. like, this, like, metallic blouse. And it had, like, a bunch oh, of ruffles on the top. I would have done that with like like palazzo pants. How cute! Mm-hmm. And like a nice extension waist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> or something I like mean, what Roger did and all for seven. All right, all right. I thought this was going to be like a night of a thousand Abraham Levies, but it was not. <laughs> it could have been. It could have been. Could have been. Could have <laughs> was been. there one? There was one, right? There wasn't there was... one, but there was one big designer in there, and we'll get to her. Okay. All right. First up, Anitra. No designers listed. I think this is a very safe look. There's nothing unique about a black silver leotard, a cape, and a short wig. That being said, it's very polished look. She looks incredible, and that helps her. She did the assignment. It was safe. Yeah, I liked it. I did it. Yeah, it's a shiny for me. I'm oh, sorry. Shiny. Shiny or rust, right? Yes. The okay. audience, 91% shiny, 9% rusty. Next up is Sasha Colby. Look by Perry Meek. Uh, it's Kennedy Davenport's sister. She's a shiny chicken that's been crystallized. Again, fits the brief. It's nothing jaw-dropping, but it's drag. Um, I'll probably forget about it in an hour, but it's drag. It's a porcupine to me, and I love it. Yeah, it, it, was, it was something. Now, Michelle yeah. says she was a joy to direct. At any time she gave her anything, she listened. She says she personally expects a lot from her, and so far she's been off to a very strong start. Ruth says every time she did the next thing, she laughed because it was so stupid. And Tia mm-hmm. says she loves the look as it's giving very metallic Phoenix rises from the asses. <laughs> shiny. I give it a shiny. Yeah. Audience loved it. 98% shiny, 2% rusty. Selena Estities. Uh, look by Selena. Signs and headpiece by Jacob Molehausen. Hair by Edward Scissorhands. I get the reference. I know what she's doing. If you're not from LA, you may not get it. I hate the execution of it. I wish the signs were blinged out. That's a personal desire here. I think the wig took away from the silhouette of the lamp. Um, Her performance, I guess, saves her here. This could have been a bottom. I like I will underneath it, but all the signs over it, I'm just like, we get it. Right. I mean, (laughs) almost like less is more. Yeah. Because like, like again, those lamps, like that would have been cute, or maybe it's like her her hands are like lamps too, right? Like the, yes, that would have been campy. That would have worked. I think the, the the signs really took away from what the image is because when you go to the um to the museum and see that striking um display yeah. of all those lamps there, there, there there's nothing on them. Yeah, there's nothing on them. So like execution was, was off for me like, i'll give it rusty was just giving like her last trade location <laughs> <laughs> literally literally it's rusty for me it's a hella rusty for me <laughs> and for the audience 20 percent shiny 80 percent rusty 
Next up is Lux Noir London. Look by Evan Clayton. Hair by Hair by Koji, which was borrowed from Janelle number five. Oh. She looks incredible. This look, the way she was moving, the cape just flows. I love this gold on her. The hair is drag. The corset top is great. I wish the dress covered up the down below bits a little more, but like maybe like an inch or two. Um, yeah. But yeah, girl knows how to serve. She knows how to like make things for the runway. Absolutely. Like, like the walk is always good. Absolutely. Yeah. I, love, I like a cape that moves like nice in the runway. Marin loves her outfit and says, hands down, it's her favorite look of the night. Miss Shell says, in the afterlife, she thought she was wonderful. She says that she has a gayness to her that is gayer than gay. And Tia says that she gave her psychiatrist realness. Uh, Lux, if you don't have merch that says gayer than gay, get on it. Maybe she just called her a faggot. She did. She did. <laughs> um, I'll give this look a shiny. Shiny. Audience, 93% shiny, 7% rusty. Marsha, 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 look by Marsha. Um, oh. I think it's a great concept and a really unique take for this runway. It's tin woman realness. Her makeup oh. was a bit of a departure from what we're used to seeing, and maybe that's why it's not quite landing. It did mm-hmm. feel a bit too theatrical on Halloween. Yeah. I like how they were like, oh, well, she did makeup on her nose. <laughs> shady, so fucking shady. <laughs> Um, I just give a raven for a day. <laughs> literally, uh, I, I I think the concept was there. I like the actual garment, but um, mm-hmm. unfortunately, we're just now being forced to focus on her face more than we probably want to. Um, yeah, I still I'll still give it a shiny. The look was, was okay. Um, I I just need to see a different silhouette from her now. Mm-hmm. I feel like sure. it's all in the same thing. I give her a soft sign. Audience, 52% shiny, 48% rusty. Next, we have Amethyst. Look by Mindy Lamore, hair by wigs by Boba. She is glistening in gold. I love the dress. The headpiece is beautiful. The hair is to die for. And then you get to the boots. Girl, um, you're wearing gold monochromatic. Either paint those mofos gold or get boot covers because it ruins the entire look for me. I will give her a pass because she's had a bad day, but when it comes down to styling and one major flaw could jeopardize the entire look, she she, she bombed. Yeah, and boot covers are easy to make. They just put the fabric over the thing and trace out the thing and glue them on. <laughs> and, and I think uh, when I looked at her Instagram, the boots are like intricate, like um, like an artist. Like, like it, it's oh, yeah? inspired by a famous artist. And I'm like, why uh-huh. did you pair it with this? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Well, and this... I feel like she's like a, uh, what's that fucking store? Um, oh my God, what is that store called? Uh, Doll Kill. Also <laughs> oh, she totally is. Um, and that, that's what's interesting about her presence on the show this season. I'm not saying she's not good. I'm just saying, is this the right time? Yeah. And the answer is? <laughs> well, Marin says that if she's going to do the loot thing and it has to land, she says it felt like they went on too long. It didn't land. It got awkward. Rue says that she loves blue humor, but it just wasn't funny enough. And Michelle will give her a tip on contouring her nose and tells her she has a beautiful nose. Amethyst will politely disagree. Michelle says that the way she contours it is too dark and says she doesn't need to make it thin, saying as if she's trying to hide it. And Amethyst says she is. Michelle says no, and that's what makes her different. How many people are going to use their nose and not do the skinny nose thing anymore? When, when this whole cast was announced, I was watching this with a friend, 
and we're like watching it and my friend has a thing about noses and she was like girl this is the season of the beast <laughs> and then when rupaul gave her this like oh i love her nose i'm just like you're lying to her right now <laughs> i want a lot of gaslighting you guys hated uh what was her name um season six magnolia crawford her <laughs> is it not the same nose yeah <laughs> see like i but, obviously uh, don't do drag i don't know how i would do my nose because i don't have like a big nose i just have like it's, yeah. it's a little wider and most of the time well, you're like what you have to do is just like go in there with like um like a, a light color and then yeah. start building a dark on top of it and start blending it out and they like they'll they'll just like start shaving it down blending is key um if y'all don't yeah. follow Gigi on Instagram, she posted something on her story yesterday. It was fucking hilarious that I almost spit my drink out with the uh, sand, mm-hmm. with the eye, with the blood, the eyeshadow in the sand. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't unsee it. Girl. Blend, people, blend. I ask you to blend. Not for nothing, too. Like, after, like, yesterday, too. Because like, I was, like, going through, like, all, like, my, my grad pictures. I was just, like, this could have been my post. This could have been my eye. <laughs> fair. That's fair. Listen, we've come yeah. so far with blending. We're, we're, we're uh, working when, on it. When you got the time, do it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Amethyst, uh, I, I do want to say the look was good. Change the, the boots, and it's it, it's shiny. Yeah, I, it was a, it's, a, it's a high sign for me. <laughs> Audience, 79% shiny, 21% rusty. Next up, Princess Poppy. No designers listed. Um, I'm going to have a conspiracy theory here. This cannot be what she brought for this challenge. No way. I know her too well. Something was up. This is this cannot be what she intended to wear here. Um, like Again, this might have been called Night of a Thousand Abraham Levies. This looked like a fucking Abraham Levy. Uh, the yeah. Leo itself is great, but there's and she's got blue hair. I just needed jewels on the wrist, jewels on the neck, bling it out. Like This is a meet and greet look. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a walk around. It's like, okay, I got to the club. I'm going to go downstairs to change. Yeah. Something was off. I, I, again, I know her. This is not what she does. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll see what she does after. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, Michelle says she kept losing her, and that's the kiss of death, as you don't want to be lost in these things. Tia says the runway looks. Nice and simple, but says the look at the rest of the girls next to her. She has to sparkle and be more over the top. Princess Poppy, I love you to death. It's a rusty. It's rusty, honey. Audience, not a fan. It's hard to be too rusty. Audience, 17% rust, shiny, 83% rusty. Next up, we have Spice in a Garrow Sparrow hair by Sugar and Spice. Uh, she's got the teal, blue, and purple, and silver, and I'm angry that she's using my perfect color palette because I have to praise this, even though she's not one of my favorites. Uh, certainly a Bratz doll in space look. She's sexy. It's what you expect from her. I think the hair is exceptional. Usually that shade can look very, very cheap, but it is styled so well. And also the mechanical dog was cute. Girl, I used to have one of those. It was so cute. Um, Where is I'm it? Surprised they, I'm surprised they do their own hair. They do I know, right? Hair. Yeah. Like, they must have money for I would buy one of those units, right? Yeah. That hair was so good. It's good. Yeah. But I give her two hours at time. And also Gareth Sparrow yeah. is one of my favorite designers. Absolutely. We haven't had Gareth yeah. Sparrow on the show in a while. It's been some time. We haven't. Hold on. Sorry, I'm calling it. 
how do I do this situation? <laughs> I'm gonna give this I'm look a shiny. Okay. I'm gonna give this look a shiny. I give her a shiny too. Audience, 91% shiny, 9% rusty. Oramayori, uh, look by Bunny Bee Fly, hair by Gorik Elder, nails by Pamela Manderson. Um, friends, I clocked the designer from a mile away. It's definitely a Bunny Bee Fly. And for those who don't know who Bunny Bee Fly is, Jan's uh, All-Star 6, uh, Kendall Gender's oh. uh, finale for uh, Canaverse the World. Same designer, same inspiration, and I see it. Is this like a uh, uh, she's from Drag Race Thailand. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. more detailed than Poppy's, and I think that's why she gets away with it here. The green fire look and a matching headpiece, she looks great. I just want more out of it. I need to be shocked and excited when I see a garment like this nowadays. Like, again, we've seen variations it's, it's, of yeah. it. I need to be wowed. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. It's just like, it's, it's a good concept and everything, but I don't know, it needs to be more. And also because she was not featured in this episode at all, I was like, who is this queen? I was like, oh, wait, all right. Right. Uh, I'm going to give it a soft shiny. It's, I mean, yeah, it's a soft shiny too. Audience, though, they loved it. 85% shiny, 15% rusty. Next, we have Lucy LaDuca, look by Atelier Fabulous, hair by Blockhead Wigs. And I was like, excuse me, someone's coming <laughs> for my gig. Ooh, the LLCs are fighting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, this is giving me Dot from Spaceballs, which will make even more sense to her uh-huh. inspirations next week with, with Snatch Game. Wink, wink. Uh-huh. Um, I love the play between the gold and the pink. It's cla- sexy, but classy. Love the hair color, not the styling. I just wanted to cut that one stray piece of uh, fly away. The hairstyling was weird to me. I feel like the ponytail would have, would have like pulled this together. I think so too for other people, not for Lucy. I don't know. It, she has a weird head shape. I don't think she could pull off a ponytail. She needs big hair. It's, 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 it's very interesting. And also the way she paints because it is on the uh, slightly older side. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I think uh, other people, a ponytail is right. You, a ponytail will be right. For her, it might be a little no. okay. What did you think That's of the look? Life. I see that. I love that. It. it was really cute. Very cute. Uh, Tia said she killed the challenge and wore Miss Dolly out. <laughs> Rue says she did something smart by knowing she can do Dolly and it was very funny and was her favorite part of the infomercial. Marin loves the rainbow Judy Jetson look. Others went gold or silver and she said she wants it all. Michelle says that she was in the bottom last week and here she is looking fabulous and she's looking forward to more Lucy LaDuca. It's a shiny. Yeah, it's fine for me. I also like how they called it, what was it, Lucy LaDuca? Yeah, Lulu Laduku. That. Listen, I do that to people's names like privately. I don't do it to their face because sometimes. Well, I do it to their face. <laughs> um, I'll give this a shiny. I give it a shiny too. Audience, 95% shiny, 5% rusty. Next up is our friend Jax. Look by Jax, hair by Forgot's Locks. Yay, Acacia. Um, she is paying homage to Jax from Street Fighter. Did the judges pick up on it? Absolutely yeah. not. No chance. In- <laughs> um, <laughs> right? I love the concept in the story. I think having the arms be the metallic part was smart. I know she will add it later, but I needed pants. It really would have tied the whole image together. It didn't feel whole without it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. Like, it's weird because like, I've been watching her like dress herself for like, the, um, the press releases, and there's always something that's off about her. It's either like, oh, it's like, it's like the hair or like the shoes. 
It's always weird. It's at like the top so, or the bottom. <laughs> yeah, it's so interesting because again, I've I've known Jack since they've started drag, literally. Um, there there's their perspective on drag is very Jack's. And for yeah. those who are used to it, you 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 don't pick up on the things that you're picking up on because that's what Jax yeah. does. Um, so it's it, listening to the critiques here. It is putting a new perspective into my eyes and, and making me relook at things a little differently. Yeah. Michelle says she was distracted by what was giving visually with the way she doesn't pat her cinch. I was like, so you're telling her to pat and cinch more because she does, but okay. Yeah. Um, Tia says her look was all over the place and asked what was going on with the eye makeup and the hair. She did not want to go to that heaven. And again, what we were just talking about, like, this is what Jax does. So what, what are we missing? Are we, expecting, are we expecting Jax to do more younger looks? I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what they're asking for because they didn't tell us in this edit. It's, it's weird because uh, I think it's like a clothing thing. I don't yeah. know. Because what she does like on her on her own performances is great. It's good, but like when you go to drag race, the runways is like you like oh it has to be like elevated to like yeah. It kind of isn't you, you know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Marin says her runway look is incredible and thought it was very MTV VMA award show performance. And Ruth says the infomercial was in a way very confusing. She asks what her input was. In the informational, Jack says she had her, one of the larger parts in the writing of most of her team was just spitballing ideas and there wasn't a lot of organization to it. Ruth says she doesn't remember any of her lines, which is not good. <laughs> Jack says her lines got lost as some of the girls were improving a bit and the cues were missed and her lines wouldn't have made sense if they were said with the improv. And this is a good well, lesson to future Drag Race contestants. Go take improv classes. Uh, improv is the easiest thing. <laughs> it's so easy. It's so fun. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll 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 get a a a, a place one day and let, be like, all right, I'm gonna have an open improv class. Just come, let's just play. Um, because I want more New York representation, but we got work. Yeah, we got work on it. Also, half of New York is not audition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give this the very soft shiny because I do like the inspiration. I do like that she did something different. Do it. Say after, it. Like, after this MTV, like, it, it could work for an MTV uh, performance. I'll change my answer this time. Because I see that. I feel like a Janet Jackson, maybe. My performance with yeah. this look. Yeah. Audience, very mixed here. 48% <laughs> shiny, 52% rusty. Next up, Robin Fierce. Look by Serenity Lockhart and Tito Midnight. Hair by G.L. Walton. I'm obsessed with this look. Like, this was exceptional. I love the gold warrior. The hair is on point. She does have a variety of golds in this look, but because the boots match the accessory colors, it does tie everything together. Mm -hmm. To me, she looks like um, one of the warriors from Wakanda. Absolutely, and that's I think what her reference point was, uh, which yeah. is which is always cool. I'm a Marvel geek, so anytime you oh, give me yeah. something Marvel, I'm here for it. Um, yeah. I'll give it shiny. I'm very shiny. I loved it. Audience, seventy six percent shiny, twenty four percent rusty. <clears throat> Mistress Isabel Brooks, look by Jen Martini, Jewels by S and M Jewels. I love the idea. The gold again, great for her. It's the cut of the dress for someone who will joke about proportionizing in the skit. It's not right. It need to be longer, girl. And the chains give it a bit of something extra, and I'm glad that she did incorporate them. Otherwise, the look would have been so plain. 
I need that chain as a chain. Yeah. <laughs> I love like gaudy chains like that. <laughs> <laughs> it was gaudy. Oh my God. Uh, oh my God. Nice. Literally. <laughs> um, um, I'll give I it a shine. I give yeah. it a shine too. Um, the cut was where? Like around her hip? Yeah, it just or needs like to go like a couple it. inches long, lower. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Um, audience, 73% shiny, 27% rusty. Sugar, look by Garrow Sparrow. Hair by Sugar. Um, I was obsessed with this. Like, it is fun. It's playful. It's youthful. She looks like she's in her element. If Lucy is Judy Jetson, then Sugar is Jane Jetson. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> you could be confusing Wait, her for Zeta. And then, and then Poppy, Poppy is uh, the robot. <laughs> <laughs> literally rosie um i like her drag red and spices i'm i said it I'm, i said it maybe i like the color palette better um i i prefer sugar over spice for this one i, I don't know i like them both i like them both for like their own like because they are opposites and i can yeah. see them like mix matching i think that's why i like about them um but i enjoyed it uh i think i liked it more on tv than like when I saw Gareth's post, yeah, I saw Gareth's post and I was like, this is weird. <laughs> yeah, the TV definitely helped it. Um, it's shiny for me. Yeah. It's shiny for me too. Uh, the audience, 88% shiny, 12% rusty. Now, before we move on to our last person, I want to pose a question to you. Yeah. Obviously, their runways now two weeks in are complementary to each other. Maybe not like yin and yang, but they're, they live in the same world. Do you think mm-hmm. they thought they were going to compete with each other and that's why they did the runways the way they did? Well, isn't that their thing anyway? Like, don't they always, like, yin and yang with each other? Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, don't we want to see them be an individual on the show? Can they I live without they the other if one of them is in eliminated? They cannot be. <laughs> just, just a question I pose, because, like, I would love to see them do two different completely looks that are in different worlds. Um, I mean... I feel like we're for, we're putting them together because they do come out of the package, but I think mm-hmm. they do their own drag too. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, last week we did have a Belle and an Ariel, but they were part of the same Disney universe. universe. Yeah, so we'll I see. see what you're we'll see what happens yeah. next week. See if the trend continues. Finally, we yeah. have Malaysia Baby Doll Fox. Look by Gerald Robinson. Hair by Wigs by Golgi. Uh, proportions, darling, they are off. I do not care for this one bit. It's shiny satin yeah. dress with shiny satin gloves with shiny chains glued to it. It's an afterthought more than a design. It's rusty. No way, girl. Yeah. I do like that she kept like her fox hair. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like from the face down, it was. Uh-uh. <laughs> Audience very mixed 51% shiny, 49% rusty. Now they performed in teams, but they will be judged individually. Rue calls forward Anitra, Selena, Marsha, Spice, Aura, Robin, Mistress Sugar, and Malaysia to be safe, leaving Jax, Poppy, Amethyst, Lucy, Lux, and Sasha as the tops and bottoms. Do you agree with the tops and bottoms? I do. I, I mean, looking now at this list, I guess I will have to say I agree because I think Lux being a top was a little confusing. But I can't put Marsha there based on the look. Yeah. Also, like, I can't put uh, Selena there either. I think I'm more focused on who the, who the bottom two are because I'm just like, yeah. who else would have been in the bottom? You know what I mean? Besides, like, these two. Right. I, right. <laughs> um, now, if you will notice, 
we are going to jump uh-huh. right into the results. In this shorter form, we do not get the judges chat alone. We do not get to see them, get to share their thoughts with one another. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm saying. The pacing of things we're used to being absent really hurts the show. Yeah. It was just we, like we, very like fast forward. We right. barely <laughs> had any time with Marin Morris because of that. Mm-hmm. And I, I fear that we're going to have some other big heavy hitter guest judges coming this season. We're not going to have any time for them. I think we get them like only on Untucked now. Literally. Yeah. Now, Sasha Colby is deemed the winner of the week. She wins $5,000. That leaves Lucy, Lux, and Jackson safe. Amethyst, Princess Poppy are the bottom two. Do you agree? Yeah. I mean, like I said, it was either Sasha Colby or Sugar for me. But I, I mean, I, I think <laughs> if you put Aura in the bottom this week, I wouldn't have been confused because I think she was had less of a presence than Poppy did. Um mm-hmm. I guess there's probably many reasons why she wasn't in the bottom. Her look was significantly better than Poppy's. Um, But I just, with the editing of this episode, it didn't make sense for Poppy to be in the bottom. And that's where I get confused. Did you watch on Fox? Oh, we'll get to it. Because I think what you're alluding to may be the reason. Um, Yeah. Yeah, a little confusing. Not going to lie. The song is Diana Ross's... Go ahead. Uh, this featured too much poppy this episode. I was just like, <laughs> it's mm-hmm, either mm-hmm. her 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 uh, her win or her loss. But then right. when RuPaul was just like, girl, these words may haunt you, and I was just like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. The song is Diana Ross's Ain't No Mountain High Enough. Uh, so we learned in this lip sync that uh, Diana Ross is sacred ground and you have to do it straight. Camping up the Supreme is not allowed. This came down to taste level, and I think any other artist. Poppy is safe. She she would have yeah. slayed the, the lip sync. Because Rue has such a, a reverence for Diana Ross, you, you can't do what yeah. she did. And also, like, uh, Amethyst is, like, just as Diana <laughs> I preferred Poppy's performance. Amethyst literally did nothing. She said the words moved around. Like, there was nothing unique about her performance. I think she embodied Diana. Poppy, I understand what she was doing, but like at some point too, I was just like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like when she went to the back with the, with the girls and just like, what are you doing? <laughs> All right, let's do it. Let's talk about it. Um, I enjoy the meet and greet bit, but perhaps like jumping off the stage, maybe it is illegal to do on Drag Race. I don't know. Yeah. That's my conspiracy theory. It was just random and it didn't go with the song. Listen, we've watched two queens jump off the stage. They get eliminated that episode. Poppy goes to the back and off the stage. She's eliminated the episode. I don't know what the rules are. If someone wants to give me the rule book, I will read it, but I don't know. Kennedy didn't go home. Kennedy did not go home. Um, because... And nor did... And nor did um, it was her and Morgan. Sasha? No. Sahara. Mm-hmm. Sahara didn't say it. I don't know. It's weird. My <laughs> conspiracy theory, though, with this elimination is what Poppy says in Untucked might have assisted in her undoing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, once that was said, I feel like producers are like, hey, Ruth. <laughs> yeah. I'm very bored by Amethyst. She is one of the greatest contestants the show has ever seen, and it was evident once again in the slip sync. Um, yeah. 
Amethyst stays, my baby princess Poppy is eliminated, and she leaves them with a burp. Very on brand. I love that. That was good. <laughs> Let's move into Untucked. Because last week we didn't talk about Untucked because it was almost a three-hour episode anyway, and nothing happened in that Untucked. This episode, we, we, we got a little more out of it. Yeah. Um, the safe queens are going to head to the workroom, and maybe I haven't noticed it before, but usually there's like a little bit of underscoring. But we heard like the click-clack of the heels on the floor. Oh. And I was like, this is awkward. <laughs> Is this just Drag Race ASMR? I mean, some people are into that. <laughs> Listen, and hey, maybe it's promotion for ASMR Lover by RuPaul. There you go. Wait, is that a song? Oh, that's her new single. You haven't heard it? It's actually a bop. It's really good. <laughs> yeah, from her new album, Black Butter. I love that. <laughs> Malaysia is glad to be safe. Aura is confused as she thought her group did an amazing job. And then Anitra just walks past the door. Listen, it's only two weeks into this filming. They don't know where anything is. They grab their house of love cocktails and mocktails. And, and uh, have you had one yet? I have. I They're understand what they are. I understand what They're they are. Good. I was a bartender for like 10 years. And like tasting these, I'm just like, okay. Like when you like you leave your cocktail off for like a while, or like you put it in the fridge because you want to have it later on the shift, that's what these taste like. <laughs> I had it at DragCon LA. <laughs> I was going to do this whole segment and be like, okay, we're going to review the drinks because they were selling them there. After the first one, I was like, nope, cut the segment. We're not doing it. I'm not putting anything else in my mouth. Which one did you have? I don't even remember which one it was. I, oh, it was so bad. Me and my assistant were like, ooh, we can't air this. I'm being here as press. They're going to be mad at me. So no, no, not for me, not for me. Listen, I'm yeah. not going to yuck anyone's yum. If you like the House of Love cocktails, go for it. I will have yeah. a stiff drink instead. <laughs> A vodka soda. <laughs> uh, slash a crayon, please. Uh, right. Anitra is excited to get to know the girls and I'm tucked. But first, a toast from sugar. Cheers to the ass being fat, the stomach being flat, and the waist unsnatched. Now, if that was said at a bar, <laughs> the patrons would boo, right? Like, that is a toast for twinks only. Thank you. I just laugh. <laughs> Me as a fat person, I can't laugh at that. I'm like, hell no, I can't do that. Uh, what's your go-to toast? My go-to toast, because I used to have a Sunday show, and it was always the daddy, his son, his whole, and penis. Amen. There it is. I'm here for it. <laughs> Marsha is happy to be safe after last week, because she can relax. But when she was doing the runway, she shares that Michelle said that Marsha got the makeup note, but only on her nose. She is upset because she made her, the outfit by hand and hand-painted it and feels all of the work means nothing because they're focusing on her lack of makeup. She will ask the room if it, she's delusional, but you know week two, not a single girl is going to give the advice to try more makeup. We're not ready for those kinds of fights quite yet in Untucked. But Mistress will offer some two cents and say that it's the colors and techniques you use and tells Marsha she can go deeper on the actual complexion, a.k.a. her foundation and contouring. She, she says, okay, great. But that may have just gone through one ear and out the other for Marsha. Yeah. But that does make sense, though, because, like, on camera, like, uh, especially with these, these new girls, like, they paint very, very fast. And, like, the yeah. stage lighting will wash you out. That's, that's also, like, why my, my makeup is very, like, intense. Because, like, mm -hmm. when I'm on stage, I'm a woman. Off stage, it's a clown. So I still love it either way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, that's why Trixie kind of jokes, like, she paints for the, the back row. Like, you, you ha kind of have to. And, and, yes, this is probably a lot of their first times on this kind of camera under these lights you will have yeah. to adapt you will have it will take you a couple of weeks to finally find your face as it relates to television um yeah. 
it's just very interesting that this seems to be Marsha's plot line two weeks in a row now. I mean, it's better than like that than to focus on her clothing. It's too. <laughs> All right. Malaysia. Will whine that Marcia should be happy she got critiques because some of them have yet to stand in front of the judges and find out what they're looking for. She wants to know what they expect from Malaysia Baby Law Fox because she says right now she's giving her aesthetic, but she knows something more is needed for her to be in the top. Mistress will say that she gets what she's saying, but believes that everyone gets their day in the sun. And for her, being there is a lot of firsts for her, like tackling a challenge like this, working with a group of people who she doesn't know, and she has learned a lot about herself. She is happy that a majority of her group is safe. Now, Robin didn't want to be in the bottom, but she saw that it could potentially happen as none of them are comedy queens. They're not the comedy queens, giggity, giggity, but they may have been (laughs) the leftovers. They may have had road bumps, but Malaysia believes their concept was funny. And I say roll back the tape because, no, not funny, not funny. (laughs) Mistress did not feel like a leftover. Um... I love that she's going to try to spin everything into a positive. We, we like that kind of energy, but sometimes you got to be like, yeah. no, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's now going to say, well, I should have been picked by one of the groups. She will say that being in the group that she was in was her chance to let someone else take the leadership role. And that is why Jax led them on. And it's like, okay, I think that's revisionist history a bit, but you live your truth. Yeah. Robin will say that Jax was the voice of reason as she was worried the team was mad that they were not picked. Robin is happy for Jax and the girls are like, y'all think Jax is in the top? That was so funny. That was so fucking funny. Uh, and Mistress will be the voice of reality here. Remind her that baby Jax is in the bottom. Robin will be like, no, I don't know where Jax is at. She's just happy to have Jax. And I was like, thanks for the clarity. Like Jax can feel her fate when she like, was like, I'm taking over the team. Literally. Now, Sugar is asked how she felt about being pushed to the back by Jackson. She reveals nothing as Spice answers for her that she's afraid to stick up for herself. Defeats the purpose, girl! Uh, When Sugar does speak, she shares that it's been a theme for her her entire life that she lets people walk all over her. And I say, once again, call me. I will. (laughs) She says it would have been destructive if they got into a fight in that moment. For her, it's all about fun. But mistress says that she's still on probation to being her daughter and teaches her lesson number one. Don't let a bitch step over you. Clock them for the first time they do so they don't do it again. She tells her to be mindful of everything and not let someone take advantage as if you give someone that opportunity, they will. Wise Which words. Honest, very wise words. Very good advice. Very good advice. Mm-hmm. Especially for uh, like a younger girl. It's something I still have to learn about because I just want everybody to love me. They can still love you, but you can, you can be assertive. <laughs> I know. I have to try yeah. Let's chat about the other teams. Spice thinks that Amethyst might be in the bottom. Mistress is glad that she was not on that team as it went exactly how she thought it would. But now we're going to have Aura speak up and kind of put her foot in the mouth by saying that she thinks a lot of people from Mistress's group were weak. To which Malaysia reminds her that their group <laughs> is all safe except for Jax. And Mistress tells her the rest of Aura's group are out there on the main stage. Yep. And Aura was just like, ooh. <laughs> She's like, I can't count or see. My I, I, my contacts are blinding me. Uh, Aura will say that their concepts were very similar. Malaysia says their group had no jokes. Malaysia will give props to Team Anitra as they were, in fact, good. We're going to have the tops and bottoms return. Some smiles are coming in. And Poppy revealed that the bottom three are her, Amethyst Jacks, while the tops are Sasha, Lucy, and Lux. 
We have Sasha getting congratulated on her iconic look and then is called for her slippers, which complete the whole look. Listen, comfort when you're not actually on the main stage, you're allowed to do that. Honey, once I get off the stage, like especially like if there's a curtain, like and go straight to um, the dressing they go go off. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now Jax feels like shit as they told her that she looked a mess. She says it was stressful in her group, but she was the one writing everything down as there wasn't a leader, but she fell into the role. Um, how do you think Jax was in school projects in high school and middle school? I feel like maybe she was sugar and yeah. she didn't want to be sugar when she got the drag race. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have a very vulnerable moment coming from Jax. Um, as she says that they were all improving. she said she, she would have steamrolled or she would have faded in the back. She's going to get emotional. She's frustrated. Um, but then Mistress is being like, not to kick you while you're down, but she does not agree with what she says as they all had the same amount of time and she told them to make the most of their moments. Mm-hmm. Jax knows that she should have adjusted, but at least they loved her look and said her makeup is improving in the direction they want. All right. So there's the Jax moment. Yeah. Spice is shocked that Poppy is in the bottom, who then will make a joke about it in a very Poppy way. So much so that the bleep button was used to the max in the States. <laughs> I don't know what she said because it was bleeped out completely. Uh, one of my overseas friends, if you're listening, please let me know what she said because we did not get it on our end. <laughs> Poppy thought she was going to be safe, and I agree. Marcia tells her that she thought she was so funny in the video. She tells them that they told her and Amethyst that they faded into the background, but Poppy more so. So if the queens are all seeing something, we're possibly seeing something. What are the judges not seeing? Oh, they probably not in the room when they're when they're filming everything. They yeah. probably didn't understand like the humor or the way that it was edited. It wasn't translated. Kind of yeah. Now I don't know how much the producers have to say when it comes to who's in the top bottom. Is it Rue's decision? Does Michelle have input? But yeah, I think what you're saying with Michelle uh, being in the room with the directing and, and being part of their process, she might have passed yeah, yeah. on the information that we just didn't get to see. Yeah. Now, Poppy will now say what could have actually been her kiss of death as she reveals that if she does go home, she will be okay with it. And when she said that, I almost threw my fucking phone across the room. <laughs> why? Why? I want to know why, because I think you speak for a lot of people. Because it's like a lot of people want to get on the show. And when you get on the show, it's amazing. But we're not giving you your all. It's like, what the fuck? Why did you get on the show now? What's the point? She will reveal that last year she was considering quitting drag as she doesn't love every aspect of it. So she was looking for other career options. Right? And she would give Drag Race one last try. She was okay with whatever happened, but if she was going to do it, she was going to make sure that everything is perfect except for her current look. But she didn't want to go home first, so she's past that, so she's good. Mistress, who got a lot of airtime here, is very confused as they should all be there to win it, with the last thing being going home. But Poppy yeah. will say that she doesn't want to go home, and she's like, you should be giving 100% of every fire you're being. Why? What? What? What, girl? Yeah. But Sugar will say that they all want to win, but their world should not crumble if they do go home, which Poppy will say is what she was alluding to. I get that. But also, like, if you're there, like, and you're like, oh, if I go home, I go home. No, Mary, that can never come out of your mouth in a competition. 
it's really interesting because again i don't know if this was poppy trying to make a moment for herself or if this was how she was truly feeling because i don't think she was ready to go i think the way she worded it and the way her humor is it was taken the wrong way did you watch the passion? <laughs> i haven't seen a what yeah what happened what okay. spill tea so when she was on there she was just like so I think I'm quitting drag and I just want to focus more on the production side of things, which I understand, but also these are two things that you're just like, so why are you on the show? Yeah. I understand like you, like, you want to be you, like you want to be on the show to see it like happening, but I don't know. It's just like that. Yeah, I got go, it. Go, go, go be an audience member somewhere. <laughs> Amethyst says this is her worst nightmare and as she feels she's making a fool out of herself being there. She says she was feeling confident until the critiques as their opinions mean a lot to her. But Lucy will tell her she slay last week's lip sync, but Amethyst doesn't want to have to keep relying on that. But Lucy says that's how the competition is and this is her chance to show them that she's experienced enough to be there now. Yeah. Speaking of Lucy, the girls tell Lucy her dolly was so good. And then we're going to have Maren Morris walk in like a porcelain doll. She, she's just very, very, very prim and proper mm-hmm. Selena saw Marin Morris at Coachella and I said good for you that you could afford Coachella <laughs> girl I don't want to go to a desert and sweat literally now Marion is complimented for her laid hair which she reveals is in fact a wig and every girl in that room is like mine uh was that 40 inches that looked like 40 inches <laughs> yes that it did like, that looked like a thick 40 inches <laughs> <laughs> Marin is a massive drag race fan and says it's crazy how far the show has come as they all look like they're walking in the finale. And I'm like, that's some real gaslighting there. Marsha. <laughs> Sugar will ask how she deals with the feedback and critique, and Marin will reveal that it is tough. She's 32, but she's been performing since she was 10. She shares that American Idol, The Voice, and America's Got Talent all said no. She was devastated, but she's glad she took the long way as people now audition with her songs, which is the ultimate payback. She will apologize on behalf of country music for the way that the community has treated the LGBTQ community, and she thanks them for making her feel like a brave voice in country music and for inspiring her. She jokes that she's about to cry and has to go. Um, and Mistress tells her that her just being there says it all. And Lucy tells her that her validation of her dolly meant everything. Um, but I think her saying she apologizes on behalf of the country music is important. Yeah, I like that. I like that she said that. Um... But also, I don't just tell what I just done. <laughs> yeah. After Marin leaves, they have five minutes to get ready. Poppy isn't feeling great as she branded herself a comedy girl, and this was a comedy challenge. It's not fantastic to be in the bottom, but she has to turn it out. Amethyst is feeling scared, but she has the fight in her. We're going to watch this lip sync one last time before Princess Poppy says goodbye to the workroom. She's heartbroken, but losing is the new winning. She just loves quoting the show. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to watch her pack. I'm so happy to go home. Right. We're going to watch her pack and still saying that she's happy to have made it on and is fine with the outcome. She reminds us that drag is the most unserious career you could have. You go to a drag show and expect to see stupidity. We're going to get her letters. And again, I am personally sad that we didn't get to see what Jax wrote to her, but maybe um, I'll have World of Wonder send me that part of the, the tape. Or just ask her. she'll send me anything uh she says goodbye to the workroom where she is sad she can't fart in there anymore and that is it for princess poopy Mm -hmm. all right i got some burning questions to wrap up this podcast i got some burning questions you ready okay what is princess poppy's legacy 
I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think to go home. Princess Poppy, I think maybe it's me trying to spin it in a different way. I think her uh-huh. legacy is going to be she is the first victim of a 44-minute episode of Drag Race since the move. And yeah. it's interesting because she didn't have a typical elimination episode. You didn't get an arc. You didn't learn about Poppy through this episode, which other queens yeah. will get as like the middle elimination queens. Yeah. 44 ri- minutes really hurt her. And I just hope it doesn't hurt her and any queen getting eliminated in this 44 minute format um, yeah. that the fans don't get to know them and don't care as much. So I think it's also because there's too many queens on right now. There's what, like 15? 15? There was 15 on that episode. Yeah. Because it worked like in previous episodes, like previous seasons, but there was less queens. I agree. Uh, we have 14 people doing Snatch Game. Why? And in 44 minutes, how? Well, also, didn't they say they're going to do like two Snatch Games? Yeah, they're going to break it up, I believe. So probably seven and seven. But, but how are they going to do it? In this, like, no, it's in one single episode. I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't get it. We need to stop this rehouse shit. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> we need to push I, it to like another hour. <laughs> We're doing a new segment here on the podcast called Who Won the Week? Mm-hmm. Who won this episode? I don't know why Sugar keeps, like, she's like the one who was just set out. I'm going to give it to Sugar also. She had a good episode because we got an arc. We got to relate to her. We got to see her being vulnerable. And we got to see mm-hmm. her being her own person aside from Spice. So I think she did win the week. Yeah. But she was a Obviously- lot on this episode. Yeah, obviously Sasha could be another contender for winning of the week, um, but well, she she won she won she won like the challenge. But yeah, I think she won the won challenge. The she won the neck crack thing. She's gonna be a meme for a while. So, but I think overall yeah. arc wise, I think Sugar was the real winner of the week. Yeah. Yeah. After three episodes, and yes, this is technically episode three, not two. Uh, the yeah. winner of the season is. <laughs> It's possible. I think this was a good start for Sasha Colby, but there is something in my gut telling me keep an eye out still for Mistress Isabel Brooks. Who's your top three? Right now, Sasha, Mistress Isabel Brooks. I'm going to put Lucy in there based on the edit because she is getting a more airtime than a couple other people that could be up there. Um, yeah. So that's where I'm leaning right now, and I think it's time for a big girl to win. In I the feel US. like it's not- it's like Sasha, Mistress, and one of the things. Hey, listen, I, it's, that's, that's what the TV show wants. That's what MTV wants. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I think people would boycott if one of the twins gets that far, if they're not warranted to get that. Yeah. Because um, right now, like, that's who it's been focused on. Like, Mistress, Sasha, and one of the twins have been heavily yeah. featured in this yeah. It's a big cast, big cast. There's lots to come. Yeah. Where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects to plug? It's all the same thing. It's Gigi Katina in New York. G-I-G-I-C-U-C-I-N-A-N-E-W-Y-O-R-K. It's my Instagram, my Venmo, my Cash App, uh, my Grubhub. And if you find the Twitter, you're welcome. <laughs> it's so fun having you on the show. And guess what? There's like 14 seasons of Drag Race coming up. I'm sure you're going to be on again this year. Yeah, honey, let me know. Even, even in this season, if you want to do another episode. Let's make it happen. Thanks for being here. Oh, honey, thank you.
A big thanks to Gigi for coming on. Subscribe in your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash blocktalk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at themethenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. <laughs>